Welcome into Connor's Corner, ladies and gentlemen. Are you literally in for just like 15 minutes today? I think so. 15. <laughs> just for Josh's little uh, interview, whatever he's doing. All right. I can keep you busy if you want. You want to do the show? I can go home. I can take a nap. What am I saying? Take a nap. I've got a puppy and two daughters that fight all the time. I ain't getting a nap. Who am I fit? Who am I kidding? Uh, good to have you back, dude, even if it's for 15 minutes. Now, you're in charge of the Skip Johnson interview. Are you aware of that? Has it been passed along to you? We did have our ups and downs last week. We I did. Think I think we're good to go. So, I want to play a piece of audio first on my end. Is that okay? Does that throw it off too much? No. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Because, listen, I'm a softball homer. Can't talk diamond sports without fitting in my beloved Oklahoma Sooner softball in here. But I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it and you can't stop me. Which, by the way, is also my one of my least favorite crutches. I got something to say. We got a radio show. Say it, you dope. Um, but I do. I loved the questionings, the the questions in the press conference. Um, I loved people asking about adjustments and hearing Coach Gasso talk about adjustments. I thought that to me shows. People that are more engaged in just saying, oh, man, isn't softball fun? Isn't that cool? Isn't it awesome? It's how did you go from not being able to touch this this pitcher for a couple of innings to suddenly chasing her from the game? It's, it's, it's amazing. And so Ryan Aber asked a great question about, okay, you, you talked about the adjustments and it's changing speeds, right? And it's just what, what you're looking for. Take us through that process. What's it like? And I thought this was great from Patty Gasso. It went from talking to stern conversation. And Jocelyn Allo jumped in. And that gets very stern and gets um, to a place where I need to walk away because I don't want to. It's like, we have a pretty straight-laced program. But when Jossie jumps in, she'll say it the way she means it. So I just step out so she can be herself. And uh, the response was through the roof. Joey. There you go. Good stuff. That's head coach Patty Gasso. I've got more coming up at the bottom of the hour, but do you want me to translate that for you? Jossie scares the hell out of him, drops a few bombs, and we go. There you go. Pretty much. <laughs> and we're, I'm really going to miss that. I've, I've seen that up. There's been a couple of times where I've seen – and Jossie's so soft-spoken. She's such an awesome kid. But, man – she loves softball. And when she gets fired up, it's like, all right, I'm going to – got to go run away. Now, today at noon, Oklahoma baseball gets started in the regional against Liberty. In advance of the game and with Connor in the house, I figured college baseball should be topic number one. So here's Skip Johnson and Toby previewing the regional. Welcome back, everybody, and I'm joined now by Sooners head baseball coach, should have been Big 12 Coach of the Year, Skip Johnson. How you doing, Coach? Doing great, you? I'm good. Congratulations, first off, on the fantastic season and, of course, the Big 12 tournament title. Yeah, I've really been really proud of them. I appreciate that. been really proud of our coaches, really proud of our players. Uh, you know, just practicing one pitch at a time. That's what we really did, and, and the coach has done a great job preparing them to play, and... Uh, uh, I think it's a tribute to the kids that they keep working hard. Well, what a special week it was for you down in Arlington, and everything seemed to come together, culminating in that Sunday championship win over Texas. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing for us is uh, uh, 
we played really good defense, got timely hitting, and pitched really well. And uh, uh, going into the regionals, it's going to be, hopefully it'll be the same thing. Here's a look at some of the highlights from that game. Yet an eight-run inning in that one. Smart baseball right there. We see Kendall Pettis with the slash play. You got the big home run, of course, from Jimmy Crooks. But it's fun to see the offense stack itself on top of each other. Yeah, I mean, in, in that inning right there, you'll see it, there, we had a walk. Uh, we had a bunt. Uh, we, we put pressure, we had a stolen base, had a, had a single, had a, a home run, and had a double. That's, I mean, that's offense. Yeah. So, uh, uh, my son coaches at McLennan Junior College, and he's like, and they're fixing to play a game, and he's like, Dad, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive inning like that. He was excited about it. So, it was, it was really good uh, to watch those guys. And then Kay kind of took over. It was, uh, uh, you know, I went to the mound in the fourth, and and uh, uh, just said, hey, just throw the ball to target. That's all you can do. That's the only thing you can control, and just keep throwing the ball to target. The sun's gonna come up today or tomorrow and just do what you can, and he was really good. Cade was uh, outstanding, a career-high nine strikeouts. Chaz Martinez was perfect in relief, and of course, Trevin Michael cleaned it up in the ninth. And the Sooners win eight to one over Texas to claim the Big 12 Tournament Championship, and that guy was named the most outstanding player mm -hmm. What a tournament for Peyton Graham. Yeah, I mean, he's a special player. And, uh, uh, we, I, you know, it was, I was talking to uh, Overcash and Reggie and uh, Van Hook. It was about, I don't know when it was, a couple weeks ago at home. And I was like, uh, it was right when school got out. He was a different guy. I mean, it was like he was, his, he had more range, had more energy. It was just totally different. I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, it's been really fun to watch him. Um, been an honor to coach him. Um, he's a great kid. He likes to play baseball, um, and, it, and it's fun. I mean, it's a, he's going to be a good he's going to be a good pro. He's got all the tools you'd want. He can run fast. He can hit it hard, and uh, he's gotten better defensively as the years gone along. Yeah, I think it? that's the biggest thing for him. Is I mean, it was a new position change for him, and uh, um, and you know, going from third to short, and he had to adjust. We kind of knew what was going to happen a little bit, but his length in his body. Uh, gives him uh, a better chance to defend. And he made some plays against West Virginia in the first game at Globe Life where he showed some arm strength, like a chopper when their leadoff guy hit a chopper and he threw it across the infield. It was incredible. Really, the story of the tournament for you guys was on the mound, starting with Carson Atwood on Wednesday and then going right through each of your starts. You guys were fantastic on the mound. Well, I mean, Carson Atwood kind of set it up. We knew he was going to be competitive. We had to, we had to uh, do that. Uh, and give those guys a full week's rest, and they were better for it. Um, their, their outings were a lot better because they got a full week's rest. We didn't throw them on such short rest. Um, and so I think him, the bullpen, him setting up, we knew Carson was going to throw strikes. We knew he was going to be competitive, and that's all you can ask out of uh, uh, your players is to just give you effort, and, and that's what's awesome. Look at that, 51 strikeouts and seven walks combined in the four games. Number 99 pitched in all four of them, Coach. Trevin Michael came in to finish off every one of them. What an outstanding find he's been for you this year. Yeah, I mean, he uh, um, he's like a breath of fresh air, and, and uh, uh, he's comfortable uh, uh, in that row. Uh, he makes us comfortable. He can hold runners. Um, I mean, he can do everything. He's got a little bit too much attitude at times. Uh, <laughs> So it's... Uh, uh, you don't mind that in a closer, though, a little bit, right? No, yeah, as yeah, long as he doesn't overstep his boundaries. Yeah. And uh, uh, 
I kind of thought he overstepped his boundaries the last the, the last thing he did, but uh, that's just me. You know, one of the great stories this week was David Sandlin, who, as you said, pitched with a heavy heart in his game. His sister, Holly, passed away this past week. And Sandlin, a career-high 10 strikeouts. He was amazing. Yeah, I mean, her funeral's today, and uh, he won't be at practice today, but uh, uh, he works extremely hard. I mean, he is uh, uh, from a guy that wasn't, on the varsity as a junior in high school to, I mean, the work that he's put in is, uh, he went to Eastern Oklahoma, they've done a great job, Matt Barker over there, and and uh, uh, for him to come in here was and do what he's done is just incredible. What he's learned and what he's been is like a sponge, but that's what that's what makes us tick as coaches in, yeah. our, in our program, I think that's what gets us who we are or t gets us where we want to go, and, who, and that's who we are. I, I, I really love watching kids get better. And what he did this week under the circumstances seemed like it was a lift for your baseball team, too. Absolutely. I mean, it brought them even more closer together. Uh, at the end of the game, I was like, there's not many times you see a kid uh, uh, put the team before a family member. You know, I, yeah. It's pretty amazing. I don't want to gloss over your ace because Jake Bennett has been your Friday night guy from the opening Friday night of the season all the way through. He's gotten better and better. What a tremendous year he put together for you. I mean, he's a poster child of what we do. He uh, um, he attacks it. I mean, he come in here as a as a uh, as a freshman in COVID hit. He got better and better and better. Uh, as he went through it, he changed his body. His routines are really good. And he just sticks by his routine and attacks his own. And he's really kind of helped the other guys. He's helped Sandlin. He's helped Cade. He's helped everybody in the bullpen. He's kind of taken that attitude. You know, I'm going to attack the zone, and that's what he does. And it's been really fun to watch. He's uh, 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 doesn't talk much. <laughs> but uh, uh, when he does, you kind of like, all right, Jake, this, you know, it's uh, It's been fun to watch him get after it. There's a calmness about him. He never seems to get too high or too low. Yeah, it was really good the other day when he when he got off the mound. He was so mad because he worked so hard on uh, uh, PFP and holding runners and stuff. And he, when he picks a guy or a guy gets thrown out, you know, you can kind of see the uh, the smirk on his face. But it's, it's fun. He's going to be a good pro. And he should go really high in the draft this year. Uh, um, I can see him going. You know, first round or the end of the first round for sure. Wow. Let's talk about your offense. You came into this year with a plan of how you wanted to attack teams offensively. You wanted to run. You wanted to be aggressive on the bases. And you've done exactly that. You put together one of the best offensive seasons in the country this year. Yeah, I mean, you got to let those guys do what they do. Uh, Coach Willits and uh, uh, Coach Van Hook and, and Clay, you got to let those guys do what they do. You have to empower those guys to do things that uh, uh, sometimes you look, I mean, very, somebody asked me the other day, I was in the stand, what, do you ever say anything to them? I'm like, I might tell them, hey man, you might bunt here, or you might take here, or whatever. But I kind of stay out of the way. I, when I walk in the dugout, I try to go to the bullpen. We have a hard enough time throwing strikes at time and getting people out, so, uh, uh, and the kids have embraced it. They've taken it, they take ownership in it, and uh, Reggie and, and Van Hook, they've done an unbelievable job getting those guys prepared to uh, 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 play offense. 135 stolen bases on the year. That's an amazing 
total. Oklahoma top 10 in the country in stolen bases going into postseason play. Let's talk about the postseason. Uh, had high hopes that with the strong finish, <clears throat> Oklahoma would be selected as a regional host. You were not. Was that a disappointment for you? No, I mean, I, we can't control that. We, we've done our we've done our work, our body of work going into uh, uh, that game, you know, this past weekend, really the tournament. Uh, I thought, you know, going in the tournament, we had, you know, opportunity. I, I just wish our league would have got six people in. It. Yeah. You know, our league is really good. I mean, West Virginia is a really good baseball team, and, and people don't understand that, but uh, uh, they're really good. And I thought we'd done our work going into the uh, championship game to host. But, you know, we can't control what the committee uh, says or does. We got to do what we do. I mean, it is what it is. You get Liberty in the opener on Friday. You're in Gainesville, so that means uh, the Gators, the team hosting. Thoughts on the matchup and the regional? Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good regional for us. I mean, anywhere we get the opportunity to go play and who we play, I think it's really big for us. I think big, the thing that we've got to continue to do is try to win pitches and, and play one pitch at a time. Coach, congratulations on a great year and a good luck, uh, good luck in the quest for Omaha. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. We appreciate you folks watching. Enjoy the chase for championships, everybody. For Coach Skip Johnson, Patty Gasso, Chris Plank, our producer, Matt Archibald, I'm Toby Rowland. Boomer Sooner, everybody. There you go. That's Skip Johnson with uh, Toby Rowland in advance of the high noon first pitch. We'll be leaving you on the ref in Norman at 11.30 for pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network. Now, Connor is my baseball insider. How are you feeling about this matchup today for the Sooners against Liberty? I think it'll be a tough matchup. I think it's a tough uh, regional in general. I think uh, well, Central Michigan's a four seed, and they have 42 wins. So that's not easy. And I believe Florida's won 16 of their last 21. So both Florida and OU are hot. So, man, it's going to be a tough regional for all four teams, not just OU and Florida. Sooners 135 stolen bases this year. OU surpassed its total from all of last year in the 18th game of the season, which is crazy. Um, Sooners fifth nationally in stolen bases. And, I mean, West Virginia, who didn't end up making the field, 156 was the only team better than them in the Big 12. So there you have it. little quick snapshot as Oklahoma gets set for a showdown with Liberty today. Noon first pitch. If the Sooners win... It would be tomorrow night at 6 p.m. If they lose, then you're fighting for your playoff lives at high noon tomorrow against the loser of the Central Michigan-Florida game, which would be, um, gosh, if it's Florida, that sucks. That's a quick turnaround. That's a quick turnaround. And check the weather. There's some issues in southern Florida weather-wise, but it looks like they're going to be in good shape in Gainesville. For the weekend. All right, quick break. Got some air comfort uh, solutions text that I want to hit. As always, at 405 651 3439, you can check in. Uh, Patty Gasso, more of her post game coming up at the bottom of the hour. And let's, okay, so we're an hour and 17 minutes in, and we haven't had a conversation about what we learned from watching Jordy Ball yesterday. Uh, encouraging, but also a long way to go. We'll talk about it next. Boy, you weren't kidding. You got that thing knocked out quick. Thanks, Connor.
<laughs> Connor Pasby, uh, Connor's Corner, comes to a wrap with a pre-taped interview and uh, a couple of baseball takes. <laughs> what were the baseball takes? What did I miss? I completely forgot. No, no. He was talking about how hot Florida had been down the stretch of the season and how good Central Michigan is, I think. Not anymore. I think this is not this week. top to bottom one of the tougher, more interesting regionals. Josh had to scoot out because tomorrow morning, are, are we – oh, if they lose, kind of does that affect you guys tomorrow morning? It would, yeah. On it would give, cut into a, a half hour of the show, but as we'll Arnie, around As that. Arnie Spanier would say on the give me zone. We, we ain't losing. We ain't losing. Knock on wood. I, I feel – Feel good about the Sooners today. But, yes, under that scenario, hypothetically. All in on Patty Gasso postgame coming up here in just a bit. But I love this when she was asked about Riley Boone. By the way, I'm watching the highlights, too. And I didn't realize it right off the bat that Jana Johns knew it was gone. I, I didn't know. Um, and she she had that arm out as soon as she saw it. Did you hear that I said we – on the broadcast. What's wrong with that? I'm not we. I've got I mean they're the players. My gosh, Texas smoked UCLA yesterday. 7 to 2. Did you Okay, a lot of records real quick. Just it's on It's not a like you say we left and right. I mean I felt like I did. As long as you're not staying that on the <laughs> Oklahoma State Arizona broadcast. No, probably, I did not do that. I did not do that. Okay. But in uh, in watching games all day. I mean, I watched every game yesterday. There were a lot of records broken. The 11-run deficit that Oklahoma beat um, Northwestern by was their largest win in Women's College World Series history. The seven runs scored by Texas was the most runs scored by Texas in the Women's College World Series. And I, I don't – I can't believe this, but – they had a stat on ESPN last night that said the four runs scored by Oklahoma State was the most runs they've scored in World Series history. That doesn't seem right. Four is the most they've ever scored? Four. Now, I'm too late. they needed them. They needed them. Needed that three-run bop. I, I, I don't know how that game was only four to two. I watched – Two teams last night in Arizona and Oregon State that just did not look like they belonged here. And, and again, that's, that sounds terrible. Gosh, it sounds terrible coming out of my mouth, but that's the, that's the reality. Now, Josh, here's one thing from Patty Gasso um, that caught my ear yesterday. She was talking about Riley Boone. Uh, you know, the first time I saw Riley Boone, she was – well, not the first time, but what really captured me was no disrespect to her high school, but she wasn't on a very good high school team. And she was pitching. And the team couldn't make plays sometimes. And she was just so like, we got this, don't worry. Just everything about her just resonated like, I must have her. She's not a pitcher, but she's pitching for her high school team and she's coaching her high school team. And in that moment, I'm like, I've got to fight hard to get this uh, Riley Boone. I needed her. I wanted her for those kinds of heartfelt moments, like team player and just 
that's what I felt today is it kind of takes me back to what I saw before. It's just she got on second and fired everybody up. And that's one thing about her besides her play is just her style, her emotion, her passion, her work ethic, her personality, her style is just so loyal to this program as well. And speaking of loyalty, in a time in a time when the reaction to not playing is to go somewhere else, Riley Boone easily could have done that after last year, right? Um, but she stuck around. She could have easily left. She could have gone somewhere else and been as impactful of a player as she is now. But she stayed here. And I, again, guys, nerd out moment here. I talk a lot to the parents because they probably listen to the radio broadcast more than anyone. And and I, I just love Riley's mom, Galen. I remember talking to her last year and saying, you know, she's going to be she's going to be a difference maker next year. Um, she's going to play a major part in this team this year. And Ga- and Gail would always tell me, I know, she's she's good with that. And that always was really reassuring. And you go back to last year, Josh, Riley Boone had some spark plug moments in that Women's College World Series in what, the win over James Madison, the win over UCLA. She was a major part of that. That was good. That was good to see last night from Riley Boone. That fired me up. She is a fun kid. And I think Oklahoma finds a way to win that game with or without her leading that inning off with the double that she did. But, you know, you give up a solo shot, come immediately back, and then all of a sudden you're you're immediately back, evened up at one apiece. That was huge. That was a big-time moment in that game. Like I said, I think probably regardless, they were going to find a path to the winner's circle yesterday, yesterday but she expedited it. Josh, I have incredible news from the Chris Plank social circles. So, with Oklahoma winning, they get a night off tonight. I don't have any uh, Westwood One responsibilities tonight. Confirmation. I'm seeing Top Gun Maverick tonight. Nice. Yeah, have I'm you going, seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. And Drake with a, a fist up. He's it, happy. It's on my list as well, but I'm going to see Bob's Burgers movie oh, first. Oh, are you really? Yeah. I, now, that's I, – I might have to go solo to that one. That might be one of those where I tell the family, it's like, hey, um, I know none of you guys care about this like I do. I love Bob's Burgers. It's one of my favorite shows. Go figure. A um, – <laughs> I guess a – Teenage boy stuck in a 47-year-old man's body loves an animated TV show. I kind of relate to Bob quite a bit in that in that movie to be or that TV show to be honest. Soon to be you related to him in the movie. What? So, is there a story behind what made because I mean in fairness, I don't know if Bob's Burgers is the most famous of the animated shows on Fox, but was there a story behind why they decided to make a movie or do I need to be caught up on all the Bob's Burgers storylines in order to understand the movie? I can't imagine you do. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I would just venture a guess that they've had a long-running show on Fox. It's right? been pretty successful. It's in syndication. I, I know a lot of people I love that, Bob's Burgers. Like you and I, okay, it doesn't surprise me at all that you enjoy Bob's Burgers. You and I like a lot of the same shows. Right. 
<laughs> we're dorky. We like. Sure, I can uh, accept we it. We like adult cartoons. But my girlfriend being into Bob's Burgers is a surprise, and there's a lot of people that are like that. So it's marketable in that sense. Boy, that's good. I would. I don't know what I would do. And by the way, I love. I, I love my wife. I've got a got a cool family. But I don't know what I would ever do if I actually had a family that loved sports or animated TV shows as much as I do. I don't know. I would probably come into work crying every day, just so filled with joy. <laughs> so what would you do last night? Well, the kids and I sat down and we watched South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. It was great. Kevin Henry says, Top Gun is awesome. Go see it in 4D. Nice. Hmm. I don't know, Kevin. Yeah, everybody. Uh... I get a headache whenever I watch movies with 4D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an old man. I, I'll watch standard deaf, but I am spoiled because when my wife dragged me to watch that Downton Abbey movie, the, oh, you weren't here for that. Oh. This is, by the way, I'm going to movies in back-to-back weeks. I went last week. I'm going this week. That's the first time that's happened in probably over a decade. So you saw what last week? Downton Abbey. Terrible. Terrible. Well, yeah, what is that? I don't even know. Something about these, I think they're Brits, and they have a castle, and they go to France, and he thinks that, well, I don't want to- Kids wanna, movie? No! It's some stupid show on PBS that they've made a movie about, and I literally spent the whole movie going, who's that? What do they do? Oh, no. Make a movie? It's just very weird. Very weird. And there's some odd storyline, but I get, I don't, now Top Gun, I get, I know what it's all about. I don't need, and I can report to you, Josh Helmer- that, you know, there's always a storyline about the OU softball team seeing a movie before the start of the World Series. Remember 2000, they went and saw Gladiator. Do you know what movie they went and saw on thir- on Wednesday night? Top Gun. Top Gun. Boom. Maverick. Let's go. I don't know. What I... is your spaghetti policy here? Spaghetti? Oh, is that a line? From Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. But- I'm sorry. Where do you he stand? Takes, he takes the spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Uh, where do you stand on whispering throughout the trailers? Or oh, are the you worst. Like, are you I can't like, stand it. But I'm also anti the over-policing people of it. Right? The people are like, shh, shh. I mean, you're being louder than the person that's whispering to the guy or gal next to him. I'm also against, listen, if you... Everyone has, if you have to pop your phone out to check something, I'm not anti that either. You can dim your screen, but I'm not kidding. There hasn't been a movie that I've gone to where someone doesn't, I mean, there's almost like there's a person in the movie theater that is waiting for that moment where someone grabs their phone. So they go, sir, sir, can you put your phone away? I've had that happen at least three times. And it's like a quick look. It's almost like they're waiting for me just to see babysitter. Okay. I'm going to catch somebody in here. I just know. Sir. I've tried to watch the movie, and your very dimly lit screen is bothering me right now while I watch the 86th preview that's going to make this terrible movie look amazing. I feel like it's a little rela- little more relaxed in terms of kind of hanging out and, oh, that trailer looks good or that movie looks good when you're sitting in, say, the balcony. I don't feel as guilty about it no. up there, but Ooh. if I'm in the you know regular theater, you really shouldn't probably talk. Um, it's Plank Show, Patty Gasso sound coming up after our break, but here is a very, very controversial list from the Big Bad Wolf on Twitter. Which, by the way, I want to make this very clear. The Big Bad Wolf spells bad in his name, B-A-W-D. Bad Wolf. 
Uh, top adult cartoons. Now, we maybe should rephrase that because I don't make it sound, but top cartoons for adults. How's that? He's got Rick and Morty 6, followed by King of the Hill 5, South Park 4, Bob's Burgers 3, The Simpsons 2, and Family Guy 1. This is probably a product of just my age, but Simpsons would be at the very bottom of that list for me. You know, it's wild. I just don't dig it nearly as much. I love The Simpsons. I mean, it's what I grew up on, right? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not even a smart elk. I literally grew up on The Simpsons. And it's still, but I just don't, I don't watch it anymore. I've seen it all. <laughs> Simpsons did it, right? So I would say my number one a, a cartoon for adult actually right now Oof. That would mean I watch it a lot, right? If it's so, Rick and Morty is number one, but for me and Rick, it's like a four episode rotation. Um, Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick, um, and then actually the next one was the Avengers, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, wait, this is Avengers two, right? No, Morty, it's Avengers three. Well. What happened? Does anybody out there like BoJack Horseman, or is that just a niche thing? Is that me? I think that might be a niche thing, but I, every time I watch it, I've laughed. So I would probably hmm, – that's a tough one. I might have to have a day to think about this. But actually, you know, Family Guy is still number one to me. It's it's still number one. I think that's, that's really good. Rick and Morty might be number two with South Park 3, if I'm going my very juvenile rankings. And honestly, as we joke about on this show a lot, I am on a – when I'm not watching sports, a and, and we did pick up a Netflix series we tried to watch. Um, I'm a three-show rotation. I'm Always Sunny, Rick and Morty, Family Guy right now. That's my three. Unless you don't I, really need much else. No. That's like your desert island shows. That's right. <laughs> if I was going to a desert island, boff, here's the boff. records I would take. <laughs> um. Pieces of vinyl that you would carry with you. Oh, this is good from the 405. Beavis and Butthead is on Paramount Plus, and I watch it all the time. And Daria, too. To me, those cartoons are for adults. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, uh, I, I'm i with you. And also the 405 ads. Um, Top Gun Maverick is freaking amazing. I can't wait to see it again. Saw the Doctor Strange this week, too, and it was good. Side note, I love Downton Abbey. Maybe it's because I'm a chick, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just be honest with you. I had no idea what was going on in Downton Abbey. I mean, it was I was so lost. Like I'm, I'm trying to imagine a time where a, a, a husband is out of the country, and by the time you get a letter, it's like, oh, he won't be back in time for the wedding. He's driving cars over in France. I'm like, what? What are we doing? So, yeah, that's probably me. Were you talking about golf at some point? Uh, no. I think somebody's mixing up. I think y'all are texting the wrong show. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I Literally, there's been no conversation about golf here on this show. Now, uh, to this Air Comfort Solutions texter that says, I'd rather sit in an empty room and listen to Baby Cry than, uh, than watch or hear about golf. I mean, you, you could also add to that, watch or hear about adult cartoons or Top Gun Maverick. I mean, that's, right, yeah. that's we, fair. I, somehow I would take that bullet. We've so far skirted by pretty carefully. Nobody's been upset yet. Ren and Stimpy! Oh my gosh, how could I forget Ren and Stimpy? Rocco's Modern Life. You know what? Whenever I was on the airplane to Hawaii, I watched eight episodes of Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> is it... Was Billy West... Is that what he was a part of, Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's Modern Life? Or was he a part of both? I think he was a part of both. And there was like a big controversy that basically he screwed over his 
co-creator, right? And then, of course, Futurama. And then they brought him into the Howard Stern show, and it was great. <laughs> I've got to go back and listen to that. That's really good. So, um, to recap this madness over the last 10 minutes, I will be seeing Top Gun Maverick today on my day off in the Women's College World Series. Congratulations to you. Josh will be seeing Bob's Burgers. We will have a recap coming up Monday. Though, I think there's a chance. we got to start prepping here. I think I'm only on an hour Monday. Really? Because if if Oklahoma wins, then if they take care of business on Saturday, then they would play Monday at 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and you you I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to get out, I mean, a half hour maybe. I mean, if you need to just be done at 9:30, hey, that's cool Hi, too. welcome to the show. Goodbye everybody. Later. That might be my Monday. We'll just have you come in and you can recap Maverick, and then it was. Welcome to the later. show. I really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. Kevin Henry was right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Josh has the rest of the I show. I did not watch it 4D. Goodbye. <laughs> Here's the schedule for games in the Women's College World Series tonight. It'll be Northwestern versus UCLA at 6, followed by Oregon State and Arizona at 8.30. And again, there is no way that game is going to start at 8.30. But I will add this. I found out the formula. They have a formula to figure out who's the home team. Did you know that? They try to balance it out as to who has been visitors or home. They try to make everything fair. So Northwestern is the home team for the game against UCLA by some sort of formula that they came up with. Well, they haven't been a home team yet. UCLA was. And then what do you do then with Oregon State and Arizona, who both were visitors last night? Nah, you flip a coin. See, I thought that too, but I guess they don't flip coins. Gosh, I would be. I would like to be the NCAA's designated official coin flipper. When they have an issue with anything, they come to me and I flip the coin. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. Yeah, how much can you get paid for that type of job? I think it might be a volunteer position. <laughs> yeah, it's unpaid intern. All right, quick break. Patty Gasso next. Can, can Bill hang in there? Softball fans are going to crush me if I don't get to this Patty post game stuff. Again, hang in there, Bill. I'll get right to it. <laughs> yeah. Or has he been hanging in there? Has he been hanging in there? And uh, I think him? he'll hang tight. Bill, give me one quick cut here from Patty. And then it's, she's all over the top five stories today, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Wait, what? We would like to welcome in the newest sponsor of the top five stories of the day. Every day. And we're, we're set now with it at 11 a.m., right? 11 a.m. Our new sponsor of the top five stories of the day are a group of people that have been great partners of the Ref Sports Radio Network, Newcastle Casino, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. Whoa, the crowd goes wild. Newcastle Casino, where the real gamers come to play. Let's go. It's a raucous crowd. Yeah, I was going to say, where'd you find the eight people to clap on Twitter for you? <laughs> Audience clapping sound effect was... Uh, Man, I'm pumped. It's very uh, intense. To me, now it's just kind of nerdy, but for our show, it's been a regular part since like day one. I always, as a radio listener, I love segments where I can get little nuggets of things that are going on, and that's what we try to bring you with our top five stories of the day. And we do it every day at 11 a.m., except on Thursdays when Joey joins us. Uh, we kind of push it back to about 11.15, but it's still going to be a regular part of this show, and we're pumped for it. Newcastle Casino, where the real gamers come to play. That's coming up in 15 minutes. All right, Patty Gasso, let's talk about the Jordy Ball uh, situation. First of all, 
Um, I thought, again, like I said, a lot of really good questions asked yesterday. And one of those, uh, were you nervous about seeing her out there for the first time in a minute? Um, Not nervous. I I was, and she wasn't, well, she probably was. um, I felt like I really wanted her to feel this atmosphere, especially going into Saturday, because her stuff is moving and it's working. Um, I wasn't nervous. I knew with two outs we wanted to do it. And I hope no one takes offense to that. I'm not trying to show off anything or anything like that. It's just really thinking ahead and strategizing as to um, a young lady who has been dying to get on this mound and struggling through it to give her that opportunity was gold. And uh, our team responded to it and wasn't trying to make a big deal out of it. It was purely to say, get a feel for what this feels like so you'll be ready if when we go again. And then there was one more on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was more than one more, but. Yeah, absolutely. We need, we need her. But these two pitchers have been crushing it. So adding Jordy to the mix and making you now train for three different pitchers instead of two is difficult for teams. But um, it was a victory just seeing her being able to pitch because truly I didn't think she would be able to come back. So she's done everything right, and she's done it. 24 hours a day every day since it happened so to see this going on is is a victory thank you there you go how'd you feel watching it i'm going to tread lightly go ahead here i'm, I'm kind of the same way don't get me wrong i love having jordy ball back it was so great to see her the inter sandman how did that work out holy smokes. that was awesome i don't think that she's going to be a big factor in this championship run based on what I saw yesterday. I know it was limited. I just think, to me, even in the spot duty we saw yesterday, I saw someone that, and it's understandable, dealing with the fracture, trying to come back from that, physically not back all the way, need a summer to get back to that point. Even more than that, I, I just think there's too much thinking going on. It's not natural right now. For Oklahoma to win a national championship, it's going to be behind Hope Troutwine and Nicole May right now, and that just kind of is what it is, unfortunately. But it was good for Jordy Ball, and if there's a spot here or there where she can help to have gotten that yesterday out of the way, obviously was beneficial. All right, quick break. Bill is going to wrap up hour number two next, so hang in there, Bill. 405-329-9000. It is a – gosh, it's Friday, dude. It's like we've cooked through this show so quickly – I'm like, wait, wait, it's Friday? It is Friday! And we're off! The Sooners are off on a Friday. Tomorrow afternoon against Texas at 2 p.m. We'll preview it in the top five stories today next. All right, Bill. Is Bill still hanging in there or did he bail? No, he's there. All right, he gets the last five minutes of hour number two. Thanks for your patience, Bill. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, Who do you think will pitch against Texas tomorrow? It's a good-looking question. So, can I take a you go first? A stab at it? You go first. I think you stick with Hope Troutwine. What do you think, Bill? The only thing that scares me about Hope is that she tends to walk a lot of people. Correct. That scares me. That will that can get you beat. Yeah, and it will. Um 
Patty Gasso has two easy charges. Well, I say that easy, right, Coach? Everything's all easy when you're winning games 13-2. Uh, to two. Um, She has two challenges for her pitchers. Number one, don't walk anyone, no free passes. And number two, keep the ball in the yard. And that's it. And if you do that, you're going to win games. Here, I would, I would probably agree with you, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's a May day. The problem with Nicole May is when she pitched against Texas earlier this year, she struggled a bit. Now, that's unfair because Oklahoma still won the game that she started 9-1, to but Hope Troutwein came in in two and two-thirds and allowed just two hits, and you know, even – you look back on the Saturday loss, and that was a complete game by Jordy. So when you're just thinking about who Texas has seen, Bill, they honestly haven't seen a ton of Troutwine or May. They only pitched, you know, two and a third for May and two and two thirds for Troutwine, but they both struggled. They walked four batters combined in that game. So Sooner still wanted going away, and they were lit up Sophia Simpson. But yeah, I'm I, I'm with you. I like Hope if she could cut down on her walks. If she can just cut down on her walks and not walk a bunch of people. I thought, given the stage and everything that was involved with it, and I get it, it wasn't a six and two-thirds outing right? because you run-ruled. It was four and two-thirds. But working against some of the walks and you know folks that got on base against Oklahoma – for her to be in that setting for the first time, I really I thought she was fabulous for the most part yesterday. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, thanks, Bill. I appreciate she it. She was, but yep. walks will get you beat in a when you're playing like with Texas, she can't walk the kind of she can't get those kind of walks to Pre- Texas. Appreciate it, Bill. Have that a good will one. Get her beat. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> That's the only thing that got him beat in the Big Twelve championship game. They had six walks. Oh gosh, people were mad at me about that. Hi! Ah, talking about not getting the pitching done. Ah, like what? Do you, they walk six batters. You're going to lose games when that happens, and they did. Weather looks like it's going to be helpful. It doesn't look like it's going to be super hot tomorrow. Now, when we start getting into early next week, it may be problematic. All right, um, you know what's coming up next, Josh? I do. The top five stories of the day. Presented by Newcastle Casino. Let's go. It's next with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. It's the Ref Sports Radio Network. Two hours down. One to go on a Friday. And might I say, before we hop to our final hour, thank you to Allison Insurance. Oh, look at you. For bringing us hour number two. Four of, a- oh, go yes, ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you, you. Let's do a five. tag team thing. 405-745-2968. It's the Plank Show.